The following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators co-op, in affiliation with the network at BICBB-radio.com. Really happened, and then they're making it ridiculous. 
these are big things that are happening on. This is not something we need to see in the theaters. We're going to have a whole other thing that's going to be from the live stream. And then we can get that other one where uh, Ford from uh, Westworld is the first of the This is the cocaine beer podcast now. We're only going to do updates on cocaine beer every week. How many money made in the theaters? No, just like news. Um, 
I think they have a few of them because they made references, I'd like to go through the references like that. I think we should have been
of where we came from. Well, that's what we're trying to do. That is overlooking it. Yeah. I'm not going to be a rocket movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But everybody's going to have to be, because I'm not going to be a rocket movie. 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 I'm not going to be a Like the concept, it's a great musical. It's written by people that wrote like Broadway stuff, 
Like, he should be a horrible character. Like, he should be a character that doesn't want to be a character. I think he's going to be a really good with Rocket. You know, they just, I think he's going to be funny if he was just like a dude, too. Like, if he was just like a guy. Service in this, 
or like being brought to the forefront of Star Wars. It's always, it's always been there. You can find it all the way back into the. It's significantly more subtle, like it is more aesthetic in, say, the original trilogy. But obviously, it gets brought even more to the forefront of the prequels with like the mystics and like all that. Then it's more, then it's like the politics behind that. Um, but then you get to like suddenly say something like the sequels and think of how they choose to address like politics, which is the which brings you to like episode um, eight and like the casino planet and like then then the 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 lack of nuance that they had. We're like, where well, are the bad people go? Who like benefit from the empire and the war and they go and gamble on the horses? That's why I just put so much work. Because I think of the nuance and like the, the complexity and how little you have decision and like um, and character decisions being earned and like almost makes sense. Because like, they spend some time episodes doing it. But even by the time like in the game boils over in this last episode, and you see like the certain characters that we have to get to the place where it boils over. Like you completely understand each of the like the positions of those characters, you understand why like they would be that wise, like one lost this person, this happened this person, like it's just it's just that's why that's why I think this is a tremendous story to get. And the funny thing about it is is that like I haven't seen too much, but what I just found it was it's really taken it's really taken Star Wars um into like it is so sad. Like you can say it's an evolution of Star Wars. This isn't a new this isn't like made up for Andor. Like this is an active, like flourishing it's not like the most central part of Star Wars. Like beyond like the well I well I think the most essential stuff is like the is like the the uh, the, the, the guy who inspired music, like uh the Japanese uh, yeah, that guy is like with the, and like his film uh, making ideology and like some of the force stuff that kind of comes from that uh like storytelling as well. Like that's the center of Star Wars. But otherwise I think like the other central part of like the aesthetic is like the lived in like kind of in like real political parallels to like authoritarianism and to like real things in our world. They're just like kind of I do really appreciate that about this film. Like when he meets, when when Andor meets Lucian for the first time, mm-hmm. and he's like, "How'd you get there?" He's like, "I just walked in." He let me just walk in. You think they worry about a guy like me? I put a uniform on. They're so smart. They don't. Like that's just so. It, it, it really kind of, and there's some of this is in, you see some of this in Mandalorian too, like, in the episode that is, remember about the Red Bull episode, the second Bull episode, has a lot of similarities in terms of, like, you can just kind of walk around and investigate certain episodes for it, though, instead of, like, having an entire show be, like, kind of embodied. took some chances. I think taking some chances in Mandalorian Season 2 gave him the ability to kind of say, okay, there's, there's a group of people, and I think we're even more than we get to hit the light. Mandalorian, to me, and this is going to be interesting, because it's going to be interesting to see how um, they balance this now, because they both have some issues, because, like, they're not going to make anything else in this. Storytelling was good and will be its own thing. It'll be like, but, but you're gonna need to balance it. You're gonna need some. You're gonna need more of this. Like, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm gonna fight on that because 
because I, I don't I don't agree with that because again going back to my people don't want this now after this you can because I have all these then those things about no but let's let's forget don't have the fun under the bus for now let's just talk about that you can do good storytelling but it doesn't all have to be at this level of whatever that darkness necessarily or this level of deepness just use the word deepness because I can watch. Um, you know, I can watch Space of Next Generation and think it was really, really good storytelling, and they also do to do Space Nine because it went on a darker path. But as long as they focus on the quality of acting and the quality of writing, like, Mario Lauren doesn't have to be there. But I'm saying, like, this style is, like, is so fresh. Like the horrors of the empire, like some of the some of the 
like the stuff that we need is just out of like we've always heard of stuff being fired, but like the like this is in canon, like we've known for years about like the genocide of like xenosis, where they killed all the xenosis. Like after they they used them for labor and this stuff for a period of time, and then after they moved it, they wanted to do other stuff. They killed them all. So let me ask you a question. How do I know that that's true? In the Star Wars universe, the final casual thing. So it's talked about in Rebels. So you Let me answer. Let me finish the question because I want to make sure people who. Because not everybody who watches the listen to our podcast realizes what you're talking about. So in Rebels, they say that the Geonosians are slaughtered by the Empire. Bob says, no, they go to Geonosis to like find something essentially. So this is this is boring. This is legends, and it's definitely it's a hundred percent new canon. But I don't know if it's legends or not. I think the word they sterilize geonosis is what they right. bug. And so, like, so what they did with Star, Star Wars is very cool to me because they made this movie in 
a massive environment like in Dubai. I mean, definitely. Whereas, like, the, like imagine if they tried to like the like the middle arc where they're trying to do like the robbery and all that. Like, imagine trying to do that, but they weren't on location; they were in the bottom. Like, that wouldn't have worked. That would be, they needed to be in the mountains. But let's focus on production design. So, like, one of the things that the prequels suffer from is too much CGI, you know, too much water, too much working on and green screens. You talk about you want to too much CGI, where this one, they kind of went back to the concept of practical effects. So, we're literally in a, like, that's not a fair experience. That's the stuff. It's like a built game of Thrones stuff. It's not a visual volume or anything like that. Um, I think when he was in the junkyard and things like that, that was that was the one. Um, just because you didn't, you're not going to build 27 stuff. Obviously, that's the one you could have built would be like for a part of it. Barracks is obviously the big massive like Yeah, I think Barracks is the best set that I can see. I think that's the way they're building one major set. They're building one major set for each show, and everything else that can't be worked into that set is done either in design or in smaller sets. But yeah. so on location, but on location, there's a lot of on location stuff around the world. Yeah, like the, like the scene, the robbery scene, that was an actual town, you know, like. Um, and there's a couple other places that they've done too, so they, like, you just went on location for that. Yeah, well, that's the, you know, and, and it was funny. Yeah, that's the studio for The production design of this is just a prison. Particularly the prison was like so big, was so Star Wars in terms of like the set design. It really looks like something you build in the 1970s. I left some, and there are some people online who thought that Ferris wasn't very Star Wars y, but I was like, yeah, there's some really some dudes because He's a guy who, like, like a lot of Star people doesn't like the sequels and is kind of like a bit anti Disney. He likes it. He's like Mandalorian and like Clone Wars and stuff. But he like literally complains about Andor at times. He just he's a guy that's kind of never really got on board and would just kind of complain about it every week without getting. He would just say like, "Yeah, it's really good acting, really good production design, but I didn't like it." And like after the finale, he literally criticized like Ferrix. Because it's like, I don't think this guy realizes that the Star Wars universe isn't supposed to have bricks. It's not supposed to have screws. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, Star Wars universe is, first, firstly, it's supposed to be lived in. I know he's a prequels guy. This is a, to be fair, this is a prequels guy. But, like, I know the prequels are all smooth and whatever. But, like, that's not the overall vibe of Star Wars. Star Wars is lived in. Like, that's the like, that's like, that's like difference between the prequels. We definitely, okay, he's still winning for a prequel. Naboo is like all of Naboo. I do. If we talk he's a European aesthetic guy. When they're in Tatooine in the high racing scene, they're cars to ship, like, that I put together with screws. Like, you have four temples made of big stones, but otherwise, he never knows that. Right. I, don't know, I don't know if, like, does he not realize that, like, I know, like, that, like, Tatooine looks kind of, like, alien, with, like, in the, yes, the shapes and stuff were all very, like, unique to Star Wars. 
like to their lives. Like I feel I have to deal with like you know you know how do I deal with the girls and how do I deal with like you know the things that are some of like okay I don't have to be like that anymore. I mean even in episodes where some of the people that never were able to make that transition back from the horrible things they had to do during the occupation. And it's, it's, it's a cool obviously this was the 1990s, but now we're all these years later and we're able to explore it in a great story telling model with Amber. But it doesn't have to be all of them. So I don't want to be all of them. It's not saying like, they, they, like, if they put out like a book, like say the next, and I think, and I think Mandalorian, Mandalorian is the next show. Yeah. Mandalorian season three. And then I'm going to say, I'm thinking, uh, I think Apple looks at it. I'm not going to show I'm not sure which. It might be a show for me. Um, I think a show for me is coming out. Like, it's not, it doesn't do it in, like, the same, like, justice that, like, Andor does it in. Um, 
But I didn't know if rebels, they introduced the concept of like there's multiple rebels who yeah, like, don't all have the same ideology. Like, they have, they have stars, kind of like extremist groups of rebels, and right. they have like kind of the main group. Uh, but like, the rebels group helped, uh, like, one boss would escape from the Empire, like, some point. Uh, in one of the episodes. We're going to see that. Which, by the magic group, we don't, like, I forget who drops, like, did they get, I can't get that one. There's like a script that transfers Mon Mothma, who real quick in this show, the Mon Mothma actor that brought back from the deleted scene from uh, the third movie. Uh, in, I guess it's called Return of the Jedi. She's, I don't think she's, I think she's in the background in one scene, and she's from another deleted scene that she actually just like talked with. But I'm glad they went and got the because she's killed it. Like, in the, oh, yeah. she hasn't even had, like, the most of our screen time, like, in every episode or not. But, like, her storyline in the background with, like, her daughter and her husband and, like, the Empire watching her, like, it's been really, really uh, good. And she's been good. And she might be the, one of the most talented actors that I've ever seen. Well, one of the things that, you know, that you, you notice the storytelling, if you're really paying attention, yeah. is when they were in the prison episodes and they would cut between the arc of him being in prison and her being in her prison, he's in a much nicer house, but they found ways of doing visuals that were both trapped in just a different way. And again, this is where Andor differs from all the other story- Star Wars storytelling that we've gotten in many, many, many years, is because of the, the quality of storytelling. Going back to why people like Empire Strikes Back, one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time, because not just the story and not just the quality of special effects, but just the universe building that, that we got in Empire Strikes Back, which continues in this popular manner. Like, I think the quality, we haven't had this quality of filmmaking, like true filmmaking like, on a complete level, because obviously there's problems with the prequels. Um, since Empire Strikes Back. Does it feel like level quality show that they took like one of the most popular, they took one of the most popular like franchises, which usually just make mainstream stuff, like, uh, like for like the average person, and they actually like made a really, really good, like poignant, like well thought out, like deep, deeply thought, like piece of material. Like, and that's really nice to see. I hope they manage to do that more. Because like, think about like, just like, look, but what happens when you put a significant amount of thought into the story you want to tell, and like you plan it out? Because keep in mind, I'm just excited that they plan two seasons at once. I just, I just like the idea that like the, the writers just knew that they wanted to do one season, and then they knew what they wanted to do second. Well, this is very, very much. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff hasn't had that for so long. Really good writing, Doctor Who. Like yeah. knowing exactly what he was doing on that show. Like literally, that Mandalorian. And Mandalorian, I think they have that in a different way. Um, but yeah, they definitely like, I don't think they, I think Mandalorian's a little bit more open. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like we got at some point Grogu's got to go back to the Jedi people or something. This is like a Game of Thrones type thing where it's like, no, this needs to happen so later on this can happen and this needs to end with this character. Like, everything is a piece that moves another piece that like shifts something and it's, it's all very fluid and it takes a lot to Playing that out, and you know, and then the execution. I mean, that, 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 I don't want to get too much into spoilers, but that last scene where Andor's back together with Luthen, yeah. and it kind of steps up, and it's kind of like it, it's it's kind of like it's exciting. Like, what's going to happen next? And, I love that. Let me talk about one thing though. Luthen's ship is the coolest thing in the yeah, record. Like, who's the one in Falcon? In the, in the, in the, what's the thing? The thing is, the, uh, I think the, I think it's called the Cantwell class, like, uh, the, the tractor beam. Yeah. They dropped Cantwell, it's like, I forget, there's like a guy from, 
like play. He might even be the original uh, graphic designer, like for like the concept art. For the concept art related to like the uh, like Kingdom of Glory type stuff. So like the name, I think, sounds like uh, yeah, I don't hear him. The, the Cantwell class, uh, the Rusker Cruiser, the one that he like fucks up with the it's a really cool like. Which I've, I've even then like that stuff is in like that is in the same universe. Like there's tons of. Like of weapons that are used to take out uh, like yeah. tractor beams because that makes sense. All you need to do is put something in the dragon and go mess it up. Like, yeah, no, it's really cool. No, but I mean, Star Wars is a practical level to like a lot of the tech that's going on, even if it is high. Like, like yes, you have a, a spear, like that can like literally levitate and can like blow the land, but it's a piece of crap. Or like you have, yes, I have a ship that can Universe over any other universe that we've gotten, it's very lived in universe. I can't think of anything that's more more lived in. Like, we saw things in Game of Thrones, and we've seen things in Star Trek, and we've seen things in any other properties, Lord of the Rings, but we've not got the level of a lived in universe that we've gotten from the production design of Star Wars. It's incredibly high tech, but they're still living in everyday lives. Like, when you're in Paris, for example, and you're in a store and they're in a restaurant, like, it's like, you feel like you could go to those things. And it's funny because when I went to, to Disney World, I went to, like, you know, the end of the galaxy thing. They so we went out of their way to build us a, a, a place that we can visit in Disney World that, that kind of feels like a lived in place. And when you look at that, you feel like you can live in place. You feel like you can live in place. So that's why, like, I, I can't understand a guy, like, criticizing, like, well, I don't want to talk about that journey. No, I can't imagine, like, Yes, it's a stupid comment, but I can't imagine like watching like Ferris this season and like watching like the parallels they do from the beginning of the episode to like, the end and like a lot of the, the shared viewpoints and stuff. Uh, and like what they have the people with Ferris go through and like how much that feels like a lived in community and how much it feels like an actual place that you go visit. Um, which is like most likely does, like in say like uh, yep. the original, like most likely feels like a real like lived in place when you first go to and like, but even like, it most likely doesn't have like a community with you or like people that you feel. Like, it, it feels like a, well, like a, a spaceport. Like, it feels yeah. like a, a great bot like vibe to Star Wars. Whereas this feels like, oh, these are real people. These are real people that have been made for being people under the Empire who just know each other. Well, here's a simple thing. Think, simple thing. Think of like Tatooine, Mos Eisley. You know, even if we're going to have, let me give you this example because I feel like this is why it's so good for them. Chewbacca is walking down the street. Did you talk to anybody else? No. But in, but in the first episode of Andor, when Andor like, goes into the one guy, the, the black guy, and then there's the big, the big alien there, he's like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, man, it's like these people, we've never, we've never seen, we don't see Luke to anybody in the background in any of the other movies. This is the first time in Star Wars that everybody knows each other and there's relationships. And some of them are going back, like from the time he was first adopted, so to speak. And now he's been living, he's been raised on Ferris, and they all know each other. And, and like the relationship with Blasco, it's just incredible storytelling because, again, it's, it's not just five or six characters. Every character on the show has a history, and they're all tied into this always universe, and they're all dealing with this like occupation in their own way. And when you start having this level of anything, I mean, maybe Game of Thrones, nothing to this level. Yeah, I have a question. 
I've only been getting in the new office to give her the Tashi station that he was seeing what he was saying. Then he would have known that it would have felt like to live there. And he's just like, talk to someone. It's a real thing. I know. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's a real thing. And the thing is, I think that George Lucas probably will get power converged. Probably will get power converged, Uncle Owen. I mean, I think there's a lot of things there where, like, you know, if you realize what Biggs is really doing, he's not going to the academy. He's going to the rebellion, and, and I think that that was a. It's almost better than it's not. It's well said, but it's not. I mean, you know, it's not a whole. It's like almost as bad as that scene that's where like hands are like the lead scene where he's introducing his daughter. It's like so. It's not real good. Like it's not even. There's a there's a couple. There's some wonky scenes in in New Hope here and there. No, there's not. It's pretty. But I mean, we've evolved to a point where that's what we need. But Mandalorian still has the both incredible story, diversion stories from what we've gotten from an original property, and they're both amazing. And I think the stuff is going to be good. And that's right, you've got to see. There's some missteps in Obi-Wan. I know it's Obi-Wan. It's not the best thing. I have more complaints about Boba Fett. But again, you know, I think Obi-Wan. Considering the type of story that, like, I don't think they realize that the. It was like there's four episodes of Obi-Wan that are like, this is good, but like, this is not what I want to do. We want to show to be a bummer. And so you get to the, the last couple of episodes that are like, more yeah. feel like, this is what I want to do. Everyone's going to be like, and Obi-Wan, not, I'm not saying Obi-Wan's vibe should have been like Andrew's vibe. Like, I'm not saying, I don't think it yeah. should have been that. And I would say, like, there's a spectrum now that's been, like, kind of put in place now with, um, or, or, or I think there's a spectrum that now should be in place with shows like Mandalorian. And I think to the, like, even farther away than Mandalorian is, like, Boba and, like, Boba. I think they should avoid that type of thing because I think it went, like, too much. And then, um, there's, like, now this kind of a deeper storytelling side. I think there's, like, nostalgia and then, like, kind of, and you can do that. You can do both, but I think there's a spectrum in the middle there that you can kind of mix in. And obviously, Andor's on one very, uh, well, far that one extra that. And I don't think Mandalorian is, I don't think Mandalorian's all the way. I'm going to say it's like only nostalgia based, but I would say it's much more towards that side of the. Well, that's fun because they're both going to be incredibly successful. I like that Andor's getting some regular real TV screen time. I hope you pick up some other views because that, like, if they're, they're sticking to their guns on Android. They're making enough money out of it. They're, it's getting enough well received. It's incredibly well received in sci-fi, the universe. And, and, um, and a lot of stuff that Star Wars stuff is not always well received within the sci-fi community in general. Well, but regardless, normally in that environment, it's not always well received. And, and this one is definitely... It's not very deep. And now it's gotten deeper, and it's gotten to the level of deepness that that you know that we see. Yeah, I guess we got always just been on the margins and so we're coming from that. Yeah. You back down. I want to. We're trying to get to the end here. I think we've kind of covered it all. Yeah, I think so. Nothing else you want to say about it. I mean, any any standout performances? I think 
Your family goes to Anything you want to see. Anything you want to see in the next season. Do you want to see in the season or just in a letter? I couldn't have predicted how good this is going to be. Like the bots and the storylines that they've been working on. The people that are sitting there leaving it without spoiling anything because obviously it's already been out. I don't know if that's the best thing in this show. I like that some of the characters that we're going to continue to see as they leave Ferris and move on. I mean, we're going to get like. I mean, this thing's like more to like K2, like I feel like Alan Tudyk, you know, good, great. Like, we're just, yeah, a lot of us are, so it's a lot of us have been with K2, and, and some people think he is like, is K2, or like, uploaded to his, uh, to one of his, uh, droids. Well, it would make sense that they capture the K2 unit, and they have to, like, reprogram it. And they have to reprogram it, and the way they do it, they put the memory engrams of DM there, it's kind of just a lot of possible theory. I would know, like, so... Well, it's very likely if you, you know, in Solo, the, 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 the intelligence, whatever, that's in the Morgan Falcon is the robot that Lando Calrissian had a relationship with. You know what I mean? So, I to say, but it's kind of like, ooh, whatever. But, I mean, it's kind of like, feel like that that was, like, staged and put into that consciousness of the... Well, anything else? Nope. All right, well, we're going to finish up with that, then. Let's get up to I think. Um, okay, so what else we gotta do? We gotta get going on some things and that's gonna be it for this episode. Uh, thank you for uh, you know, staying tuned and, 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 and supporting our podcast. We love what we're doing here. Again, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, please go to the nanomedia.com website, check out merge. Um, lots of cool stuff that we're doing and uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. Okay? Okay. Happy